What is up, everybody? Thank you for checking out a new episode of the Babacore Record podcast. Uh, welcome back. If this is your first time checking it out, uh, thanks for showing up. Uh, today, I am joined by my homie on the Zoom chat, and we're doing a Zoom H6 recording. I'm loving this shit. I'm really fucking digging it. So give it up for my homie, Justin Byers. What's going on, man? Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm actually really, really excited to to be on this i got a brand new microphone so uh nice dude i hope i'm loving this shit loving technology and all that stuff Mm. uh so it's fun to do this with you man so thanks for thanks for hopping on thanks for doing this no no problem Uh, so uh before we get into this uh uh, plug social media uh what do you got going on yeah uh go ahead and go into that right now um just my name justin byers uh instagram i'm getting really into twitter lately uh that's That's actually probably my favorite one lately. So, but you can find me Justin O Byers. Um, yeah, I try and that's my goal. Try and tweet once a day. Yeah. Uh, if you are listening to the Baba Cool Core podcast, please subscribe on whichever platform you are using to listen to the podcast. Uh, you know what's also a fun thing to do is to go on iTunes and do a five star review. I like to get drunk and go on my homie's podcast on iTunes page. Five star it up. I feel good. I feel like I'm doing a good deed. So it'd be nice to get that back. Uh, they're fun to read. You don't have to do. You don't have to like mean it. Just give me a five star and say <laughs> like, "Oh, <laughs> you sound fat." You know, and I'm I'm fine with that. As long as you give me a five star, I'm fine with that. He's like a good uh, Uber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Twitter, Instagram, uh, Patrick C. Huerta, and yeah. I want to kind of turn this podcast into like a storytelling podcast, you know. Uh, we'll find out a lot about our guests, funny stuff about them, the good, the bad, the fuzzy, all the good stuff. And so I'm super stoked to do this with you, to change the format with you for the first guest, mm-hmm. for the new format. Uh, because you are a funny cat, like just off the bat. Like you just say random tidbits from like your past. <laughs> That would be fucking hilarious, dude. Like, just one time, you just randomly like put it in our group chat that we have. Like, hey, y'all ever eat grass? <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck have you been through, man? I gotta know more. I gotta know where this grass eating shit's coming from, man. Ah, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so cool. Like, uh, so let's let's fucking get into this. And, and you're like naturally funny and stuff. And I think maybe going down your your storyline and just telling your story from the beginning might help you with some bits that you want to put out on stage and all that stuff. Hell yeah. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to start with that, start with your story. And even though that, you know, you're, you're, you're a comic, uh, you're doing your thing and stuff. We're going to talk about comedy later on down the line. Mm-hmm. So just like st- stick to your story and stuff. And then we'll get into the comedy part of your life. Uh, when we get to that part. Here you Cool. Sound, sound like fun. That sounds awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, do I eat grass? We all got to pass, dude. <laughs> we all, <laughs> Uh, uh, so for the beginning, man, like where are you originally from? Oh, okay, gotcha. So my genesis, if if you will, uh, it starts uh, right in Texas's butthole, uh, Corpus Christi. Yeah, it's a good place, man. Um, in in my opinion, I was actually 
have you seen the new Tiger King like documentary? The, the new one? Well, Tiger King, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was watching that, and I didn't think that was like that weird of a show. Because like, dude, I these are familiar characters. These are my neighbors, dude. With <laughs> I grew up in Tiger King with less Mexicans. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, man, I'm, I hate saying this because you know I love my parents and stuff, but my dad is like the less gay, more confident Joe Exotic. Less gay, more confident. I'm pretty sure he appreciates that. Yeah, dude. Shout out, <laughs> Dad. I love you. Uh, but yeah, hey, man, you did gotta you, look yourself you, in the mirror. Yeah, like I know you, you, you dog on your hometown or, and stuff. But like, did you ever have pride for for Corpus? Like, did you ever love it? Mm, yeah, I, there was a time where I got into like um, like a surfer beach culture. Just oh, like really? a very small time. Um, and for that time, I was like, yeah, you know what? This is all right. This is not a bad place to be. Yeah. Um, but then when you, you lose when you your money. To turn it, when you decide to turn your back on it and kind of like be like, oh, man, this place is not as good as I thought it was. That I never knew anybody who left. Right? Oh, yeah. You know, when you're just yeah. like, oh, man, everyone I know, when making it is going to the oil fields and you're just yeah. like, yeah, man, I work like. 20 hour days you're just like dude this place is probably not it <laughs> uh so what, what was your upbringing like like your parents you, you have siblings yeah i got i got one brother and then i got one mom and one dad um oh just one that's cool yeah hey man <laughs> you don't still know married? People got. yeah they i mean i think they're that's that's rare are they happy no <laughs> <laughs> I, my, my poor parents, they should get a divorce right now. Mom, dad, if you're listening to this, it's time, but it's too late for that, man. Once you get up a certain age, you can't, like, you can't divorce in your sixties, dude. Like yeah. what are you doing? Like they're, just, just stay, just stay, dude. They're just like cranky roommates now. Uh, oh, I get that. <laughs> yeah. And then we and all then, go through that phase. Uh, <laughs> dude, we've all had a cranky roommate. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I get it, man. I've been with my girlfriend as long, uh, living with her as long as ever right now, and like, we go through like a week where we become cranky roommates. How long is that? Like, how long have y'all been together? Mm, we've been together for six or seven years, but uh, oh, but like this is the longest stretch that we've lived in the same like place, right? Oh yeah. So like, what is we're going on three months uh, in the same house, and like from time to time we're just like. Three months, dude, that's nothing. What are you talking about? Well, here's the thing is there's strain because she's in medical school, right? Okay. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm stand-up comedian. You know, I'm trying to, uh-huh. like, talk. You know, I, I have a lot of fun speaking with people, and she needs, like, quiet all times of the day to, like, oh, okay. you know, do doctor stuff. And yeah. I'm like, hey, is this dick joke funny? And she's like, you know... There's like a national crisis going on. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, I get that, man. I get that. Like nobody, like some people aren't in the mood to like laugh or just joke around and so all that stuff. And I, I get it. But like, man, I can't be too serious for too long or else, oh, yeah. you know, the sadness creeps in and all <laughs> that bullshit. <laughs> that bad you boy know. be lurking. <laughs> for, it's always there. It's always there. But there's alcohol. So that's, all, that's, uh, that's my homie. Uh, so you have one brother. How are things with you and your, and your brother? Oh, uh, we're Older, younger? Older. Older. Three, older. three years older than me. 
Um, you know, he's an older brother at like kind of the standard level, you know. So you, he's a little but bit. But three of a, years is pretty close, man. Like, I mean, like were y'all like were y'all cool when y'all were younger? Like, did y'all get along, or were y'all always at like each other's throats? Uh, I'd say it's like a cycle, right? Like, or like a like a wavelength. We go through times where we really like each other, like till I was about twelve, right? He's like my best friend, and then yeah. and then he got like. Uh, you know what it is? It's like when the first kid hits puberty, it's like, dude, y'all y'all got to separate, right? Like, because yeah. he's doing his thing and I'm doing mine. Yeah, and he be- completely different ball games, completely different like <laughs> paths. You know, like yeah. one guy isn't a kid anymore, and the other one still wants to play GI Joes and all that shit. You know? I I hear you, man. I was because we were we didn't have internet growing up, so we used to do. Dude, this is so cringy, but I'm gonna tell you. Uh, just imagination games, right? Where we'd be like, yeah. "Dude, I'm a reptile in the backyard," and like, yeah. like dinosaur boys. And when when your older brother like stops being a dinosaur with you, it hurts. Dude, I can only imagine, dude. I could only imagine because, like, yeah, like because you you feel like you're at the same levels. Like we play the same games and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and then one guy he he just stops playing, and you're just like. Come on, Peter Pan. <laughs> you know, like, just, just stay young with me, you know. But he wants to fucking go off and do his thing, man. Um, Fuck girls, but that's smoke cool. weed. You're just like, yeah. That's a lot different than pretending to be a velociraptor. <laughs> so when you caught up, when you started going and, and growing up and all that stuff, did y'all get back together? Did y'all like Mm-mm. be become buds again? No, that's when we. I think that's when we clashed the most. Right? Is like uh. because he. He went out and he joined like gangs and started doing stuff. And uh-huh. this was so weird, but like I was doing the exact same thing, but like also I didn't want to do it with him. And so like we both found like the exact same friend groups in different ages. Uh, and then, oh, yeah. And then right when I was about 15 or 16, I wanted to hang out with my brother and get into like some more hardcore stuff. And uh, right about then, he was like, nah, man, I don't want to. I don't want to hang out with you anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about your extended family? Did like did you have like close cousins or anybody else like that within the same age group as you? Yeah, but they're uh, autistic, right? So that's like, you know, they were really fun up until a certain point, and then, <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, I I shout out autism. I'm not even gonna lie. Is you're the most fun until you're not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I don't know if I knew anybody as a kid, as a child myself, uh, with autism. I don't know. That's interesting. So, like, how many how many cousins do you have? Like, how many how many people are in your circle? You think? Uh, fifteen, maybe, fifteen cousins or so. Fifteen, all in the Corpus area. Mm, Corpus, San Antonio. Yeah. Um, okay. But so you gotta understand, my mom's Mexican, right? So, like, they, they <laughs> her. Her dad's sister has nine kids, and all okay. of those nine kids had two kids each, right? Uh huh. So mathematically, we're we're gonna have a lot of people around the same age. Yeah. No, I get that, man. Uh, so so as a kid, what kind of kid were you like before before high school, like elementary, middle school, like? Were you a fucking piece of shit? Were you a brat? Like, let's be honest. Like, what kind of kid do you think you were if you look back now? Uh, all right, let's start. Let's start like fifth to seventh grade, right? That's a, that's a okay. good time. So I think that's probably yeah. who you are as a core person, 
you know where that early you think yeah because that's like that's the time you first get to hang out with friends right and you get to prove uh-huh. like what do you like outside of like mama and papa right okay okay i was the biggest piece of shit that ever lived you were a bully uh, no it wasn't a bully so it was never hurting other people it's just uh-huh. i didn't have respect for other people's like things you know, oh, fuck. whereas like, uh, like I got into this really bad habit of stealing and like, um, going into people's houses and like, it was, it was just a bad, like B and E's like you're doing B and E's B and E. What is that? Breaking an injury. Yeah. Yeah. We, we did that in fifth grade. Yeah. And so it started, it started young, um, Dude. about, about ninth grade. I, I was straight edge. Yeah. And well, I was straight edge for about three months and then I went back to B and E's. What's the what's the biggest thing you stole out of somebody's house? Uh I don't so out of houses I wasn't that bad. But what I here I'll tell you a, a quick story. Uh uh-huh. when I was like in seventh grade. Um there was this house that we kind of thought was abandoned that also had running water in it. So we we're like, mm-hmm. Oh dude, you know, you're a kid, dude. This is the best house to take a poop. When yeah. You're just like, dude, the door's <laughs> always open, and it has running water. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, we can't be too innocent about it because we had to find out one way or another that, you know, the door was open. Uh-huh. So one day we walk up there, and, you know, we're sitting in there smoking weed or so, uh, and my buddy's taking a poop, and I hear the door just, like, blast open and saying, like, I know you're in here. The cops are outside. And Damn. my buddy throws a uh, a a chair through the window on the on the second floor, and Shit. jumps through like 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 the Matrix. Like he breaks the window and jumps through the broken glass. And I remember yeah. I was looking. I was like, nah. And I lift the door like the the window up because I'm not that hardcore and jump out. <laughs> and we waited in the grass for two hours while cop cars were uh, like circling because it was like tall uh corpus johnson grass uh-huh and uh so yeah so y'all were in this house smoking weed mm-hmm. how old were you in fifth grade seventh grade seventh grade oh okay yeah I that guess makes that more makes sense, sense right yeah 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 i was like even though it was like it's two years away but i was like oh yeah seventh grade yeah that makes sense yeah uh so y'all were just y'all were just going to people's houses like i guess it, it like it was on the market like to be sold and that's why it still had running you know what? Utilities? I never thought of it. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. That that's actually probably exactly what it was. Okay. Mm. Okay. So were you the leader of the pack or were you following the friends like in your fifth, sixth, seventh grade year? Dude, I haven't been a leader since like the last year of my life. Or like maybe the last two yeah? years. Yeah, dude. I I'm No, nah, I get that. I totally get that. Yeah. You know, I, because you're a drummer, right? So it's like you uh-huh. get it. You just you're the rhythm. Like you're not you're not stepping all over anybody's toes. Like yeah, but you're cool. You're you're pretty much cool to to hang out with. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like that kind of helped me, right? Because you kind of have like this like I'm like water mentality, and I can fit in like any cup. And so uh-huh. like when I met some like really cool people and good friends, and you know, completely changed how i am like overnight uh-huh 
So did that change happen when you entered in high school? Did you have different friends? Did you go to a different school than your your younger friends? Dude, like exactly all of those things. Um, so my mom, against my will, put me in a um, a higher learning class, which was like uh, I'm not going to say special ed, but, but <laughs> <laughs> like a like a college prep kind of school. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they put me in a college prep school, and I was like so bummed about it because i was like dude i want to stay dumb with my friends but yeah so you knew nobody you're going to a school with completely no mm-hmm. friends all new yep yep now nah, i get that man that's exactly what my high school was like man i went from a private catholic school of like 30 people to like uh south side high school with and it, it was weird for me and I, we'll get back to you i'm sorry about that mm-hmm. but like I, it was i went to elementary school with these people and then I disappeared during my middle school. And then now I'm reintroduced to these people in high school. And we're like, oh, yeah, you kind of look familiar and all this stuff. But now we're high school, whatever. So uh-huh. it was pretty shitty and stuff. So tell me, like, so freshman year, what what, what was the things going on with you? Uh, That was the big transition year, right? Like around that freshman year or so where yeah. immediately didn't know a single person. I got into, like, athletics, but I got into lame athletics What's lame athletics? Swimming. Like okay, yeah. So I got into swimming, and then I got into soccer, which was cooler. But I got that in a little later, uh, like the next year or so. But I got into yeah. swimming, um, and so I just completely different group of of friends. But they were still funny, man. Like if you, as soon as you find funny people, you're just yeah. like immediately like, yep, these are my people. Uh huh. Yeah, for sure. So, were you a jock all throughout high school? Swim team, soccer team, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. I never really considered myself that because, like, I wasn't that like invested mentally into it. I was. I was just actually kind of good, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like after hours, I would never be like. I wouldn't be like, "Hey guys, you want to like swim?" Yeah, it's it's like yeah, you're you're still you're you're an athlete, you know, but mm-hmm. you're not. You're not like a football player, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, like soccer is still pretty good. Like, okay, what what was the like uh, the demographic? Like, was there a lot of Mexicans? Was there a lot of white people? A lot of black people? Like, what was uh, the mix? Yeah, I'd say so. Mm, half and half, right? Like half Mexican, half white, and then uh, maybe like ten black people. Uh, half and half, man. So y'all had a shitty soccer team, huh? <laughs> well, we had an okay soccer team. Um, the Filipinos, all Mexicans. <laughs> Fil- <laughs> the Filipinos were the best, dude. There was like, oh, they love to run, man. Dude, so good, man. I want, dude. Yeah. I remember. I grew up. I wanted to be Filipino. I was like, dude, they're so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that wasn't uh, in the cards for me. So did what, did you expand anything else? Like were you like in, into theater or into like music or anything else in high school, or was it just were those your only extracurricular activities? Yeah, that was that was pretty much it. So it's like um, just athletics, and then I was in this like college prep program, um, and then earlier I already got out. Like in like seventh eighth grade, we did like theater and uh, and music because it was like an elective. And I sucked at both of those. Yeah. I sucked so bad. I They gave me the baritone, and out of spite, I chose to be the worst baritone player ever. You chose to be? like you I did. did it. Because, <laughs> so here's the thing, is I started, they get, 
I don't know how they did it like back in the day, but they would give me a mouthpiece and they're like blow on it. And dude, uh-huh. I went out of the baritone and the guy was like, oh, he's good. And gave me the baritone. Uh-huh. And day one, he was like, man, you're just like, you naturally are good at this. Mm-hmm. And I hated the thing because I walked home from school every day, uh, which was like two miles away and I had to carry mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. I tank, I tanked my own development and just n- never brought it home. Uh, oh yeah. And so I went from, I went from like being like the top baritone dude to like negative where the guy was like, Hey man, I think you should like, I think you should not do band. That was like, oh man. So you were embarrassed because of the instrument or you just were not interested in being in band? I wanted, I wanted, uh, I wanted drums, you know, uh-huh. I wanted drums. Anybody could play drums. Anybody could play drums. <laughs> Dude, I told, I was like, they're like, what do you want? They're like drums. They're like, okay, what other thing are you going to get? And I'm like, nothing else. And they're like, well, you know, unfortunately we can't give you everything you want. And I was like, yeah, all right. Well, they're like, so what we do is you go over and you blow everyone's thing and mm-hmm. you know, whatever the best blow you give, that's your thing. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, like drums are so like easy and stuff, but it like mm-hmm. gets filled up very like really fast. So they want people to actually learn an instrument. Like, no, you really need to be a musician if you're gonna be in band and stuff. Mm-hmm. Fuck that, you know. I I barely know how to read music, uh, so I stay I stay with the drum line. Fuck yeah. Uh, so what kind of stuff were you into in high school? Like, what what was the difference between like elementary school, middle school, and then you're like you transitioned into high school, like on a personal level, like. What kind of things were you into? Movies, music, like stuff like that. Especially with like a different like group of friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you weren't you weren't with those B and E kids anymore. You know, yeah. You were with college prep kids, what? swim team kids, soccer <laughs> kids. You know, what's what's so lame is the biggest thing that comes to my mind when you say that is I switch from listening to like hip hop to new metal. <laughs> like yeah, like that was the number one thing. Where it's like everyone listened to Lincoln Park. Because I think uh-huh. if you're, regardless, it doesn't matter if you're 60. If you were 15, you were listening to Linkin Park. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, we, I started doing that. And then between, between your friends being funny and, like, their music style, that will change a human, like, overnight. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, it was pretty. But it was kind of weird because I still lived in, like, the same neighborhood as, like, my old buddies. So it was, like, mm-hmm. I was, like, hanging out. But I was, like, oh, dude, I, I don't really want to, like, do anything, like, too hardcore. Um, yeah. But, you know, whenever I came back home, uh, you know, I'd, I'd want to, like, hang out with, like, my new friends. Yeah. Uh, at, the, at the school, the high school, was there, was there uniforms or you could dress however you want to dress? Nah, no uniforms, dude. Total, okay, so, total freedom. So, so what was your style? Uh, booty what shorts. Was your style? <laughs> booty shorts. <laughs> were you rocking the Jinkos? Was Jinkos even around when you were in high school, man? Like we're like uh, we're like ten years apart, maybe more than that and stuff. So maybe baggy pants wasn't in. What what was the style? What was the fashion style in your high school age? Dude, I went through I went through the whole rainbow, man, of like everything. I went. I really liked the baggy style. I loved. Sh- getting a fresh fade and having baggy clothes. Yeah. The, the thing is in, in high school, in freshman year, I was like five, one. So everything was like baggy, regardless if I wanted to or not. Uh huh. Also, my parents were poor. So it was like, I'd be like, let's go to Goodwill and like 
whatever Goodwill had was like that was it. So I was already yeah. looked like I was like two years, like five years behind like the style. Uh-huh. Um, but then I changed to like overly preppy because I was like, oh, dude, I'm with these guys. Everyone's white now. Let me get some collared shirts. Was it was it the group of friends you were you were you were rolling with, or was there a girl that made you switch up what you dress like? Dude, girls didn't come into the picture till I was like sixteen. Like, I basically I was like, "Yo, dude, I'm gay for my friends." (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I I was such a late bloomer, like both physically and mentally. Just not interested? You were just not interested? Or you're just like, you know what? If they don't want me, you don't want them. Dude, I remember when remember when the first Pirates of the Caribbean came out? Uh Uh-huh. When that came out, I was like, oh, Kara Knightley, thank God I'm not gay. Like, (laughs) you know? That's my dude, I tell everyone to this day, that's my first girlfriend. Oh, that's funny, man. Yeah, we that's funny. We broke up, dude. Different career paths, but it didn't work out, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, most memorable no, memorable no, moment in high school. Do you have one? One stick out for you? Mm, okay, I'm gonna give you two because uh, one. I, well, I guess, but they're both the same. So, uh, in math class, uh, I didn't try because some. Basically, I learned about halfway through high school that you can't fail even if you try. To wow, okay. because you know that. Uh, George Bush did his like uh, you know no student left behind. I'm like, dude, this yeah. is awesome, man. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. This is the best. This is the best shit ever. You seriously yeah. cannot fail if you want to. So I tanked it until one test where they were like, hey man, seriously, like you're gonna do summer school if uh, if you don't start passing some tests. And so mm-hmm. I studied, and I have a real good memory. So it's like I kind of figured some things out, um, mm-hmm. and I went from like getting like. 50s and 40s on tests to like getting a hundred and the teacher in the class goes like dude you guys are gonna flip justin made the best grade in the class i don't feel bad oh. for this guy anymore <laughs> and i remember my face i was like dude you're a teacher what the fuck yeah you, you guys can't say stuff like that yeah so that hurt my feelings and after that i crushed that class just which was like Probably what the guy wanted. Out of spite, like to prove him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, oh, dude, the guy thinks that I'm not like smart at all. Yeah. Um, and then the second one was, uh, I was eating pistachios in my in my jacket pocket. I, I had mm-hmm. like a like forty pound bag of pistachios. Forty pound bag. <laughs> Dude. You were trying to bulk up real hard, huh? <laughs> Dude, my whole my whole jacket, like inside, was nothing but pistachios. And they're like, "Justin, what are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm just eating." And they're like, "You're gonna have to throw those away, like whatever you got." And I remember I was in the front of the class for like ten minutes, just pouring pistachios out in a trash can. And that yeah. was the first time I ever like killed a room where the whole class is like dying laughing because every handful of pistachios was like getting bigger and bigger laughs <laughs> i was like oh i'm a comedian apparently <laughs> that's funny man. i was a prop uh, comic. <laughs> <laughs> that was your first path <laughs> uh, uh so what what what'd you do after high school did you graduated did you go to college did you try college for a bit what, like what happened after high school yeah, uh, I worked for a year, right? Like, 
I just uh, straight to the workforce. I work two jobs. My my parents. Um, I always work for my parents since I've been young. They they own, uh-huh. they own a sewing company. Mm. And uh, if you see my stand up, like the all the coworkers were felons, um, and uh, you know they I'd make a little money there, but I wasn't making enough. So I decided to take a second job as being a landscaper. Um, uh huh. And dude, that was I think that's what like really kicked me out of corpus. Right, just being Real, outside yeah. so much. I'm like, dude, I need to get an education, like big time, because, um, like, we got guns pulled on us because uh, we were like mob, like mafia tactics, like landscaping. Oh wow, territories and all that shit. Territories, we'd mow yards and then bill people. Oh fuck, <laughs> that is shady, man. Who's that? Was your family's company? No, no, no. That was a that was a landscaping. Uh, oh, separate. Okay. Uh-huh. And so, like, if you, like, like legit, like a subscription service, like, if anyone was ever like, hey, yeah, can you mow our yard? Dude, you're on the list, right? Like, you got to, like, oh, okay. you got to tell the dude not to mow it, like, and be explicit. Yeah. Otherwise, he's mowing the yard, and he's asking me or my other buddy to hop the fence and mow the backyard. And uh-huh. I've hopped so many fences where the guy was like, what the fuck are you guys doing in here? And yeah, we're like, we're just mowing your yard. <laughs> yeah. You never unsubscribe, bro. <laughs> it's like, a continuation. <laughs> he's like, you didn't I'm... read the fire print. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry. I got Hulu's lawn service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. That's a great i mean it's it's a shitty thing like when when you whenever you sign like a free seven day free trial you know and all that stuff mm-hmm. but you forget you forget to cancel and they, they just kept billing you and billing you mm-hmm. that's a great uh model i mean of course i mean i understand why they would pull the gun out on you uh-huh. because that's a shitty thing to do <laughs> but at the same time you didn't unsubscribe bro i thought you wanted this <laughs> oh, whoa whoa you didn't unsubscribe you're unsubscribing <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so, uh, so you did eventually go to school yeah, after that, or so? So about, um, I worked for about like six months, like just two jobs, and then I stopped working for my parents. Uh, yeah. Kept the lawn landscaping business, and then uh, went to community college in Corpus, and that was cool. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, to this day, I swear community college is better than university college, at least where I went. Uh, yeah, because it was cheap. It was like eight hundred bucks a semester. Which yeah. I can pay. I can pay that. No problem. Like, yeah. And then after I was like, oh, man, college is actually not that bad. Like you do this, you meet cool people. Uh, and then I hop ship. And that's how I got to San Antonio is I went to college in San Antonio. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so jobs, you mentioned a lot of jobs. What was the worst job you ever had at any time when you were a kid or after high school, whatever? I was a busser at Cheddar's. You think being a busser is the worst job? Yeah, because, that's nice. Mm, so here's the thing: is uh, this is and this is a fault of my own. I have really good work ethic, where it's uh-huh. like, um, if you have like un unnatural work ethic, there's jobs that are like never ending that you shouldn't work. Like I I went one hundred percent into busboying, where I'm like I'm trying to like be the best ever at this. And it literally would kill me because I'd work just like, you know, 12 hours straight, just straight up 
every single thing. I'd do the waiter's job, and I'd smell like shit at the end of the day because I'd be yeah. working. Cut myself, um, and then all the the waiters were scared of the um, of the cook staff because all the cook mm-hmm. staff like spoke Spanish, and I speak Spanish a little bit and m- more yeah. at the time. And they're like, "Dude, can you get me like some chicken tenders?" <laughs> <laughs> And nah, I didn't, but I got all the chicken tenders in the world. Yeah. How long were you doing that? Doing the Cheddar's Buster? Probably three months, but that was like the, that was easily the hardest job that I've ever had. Oh yeah. It sucks. I mean, like I've been a Buster for, for a few months and stuff. It's, it's, it's fun once you get the hang of it and stuff, Mm -hmm. but like, oh, it's, it's, there's nothing fabulous about it. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. you're the dishwasher. You got to be the part-time dishwasher, you know, all that fucking lame bullshit. You feel like, you Uh, feel a little like dirt, you know, that's what it is. Right. Like, yeah. They're like, dude, I don't care. What's funny is I put my two weeks notice in, uh, and the, and the man at the GM was laughing. He was like, I think you're the first one I've ever gotten. Yeah. Do you do you remember uh, a, as a buster? Did what was what was your pay? Did you get tipped out too, or how does how's it work in Texas? I made something like four fifty an hour uh, with tip share. With tips, right? Yeah. When yeah. when I was a buster, I was a buster in Seattle, and they they had like a minimum, like anybody makes minimum wage. Wait staff, everybody makes minimum wage, which is great because they do that here in Texas. I mean, they don't do that here in Texas. Like you make two dollars an hour, you only make money off your tips. Mm. So, but in Seattle, you get minimum wage plus tips. I was like, oh man, this is great. It was a fucking great time. It sucked. It was a sucky job, but it was a great paying job for what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's so unfair how they do restaurant workers here. Like, but but what a they lot make of- nothing. But what a lot of re- well, at least this is what they told me at at Cheddar's. I don't know how if this is industry standard is if they make under minimum wage, like you know, like they just have a bust week, then they they legally have to pay them like the minimum wage, right? Like it's it's like an incentive based thing. So if you want to be the shittiest waitress or waiter in the world, then oh yeah, then you can still make minimum wage. Hmm, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Uh, cool, dude. So that, that's a, that's a lot of fucking fun. Just getting your story out there, stuff like like we've been buds for like over a year and stuff, and I didn't know anything about that, man. So that's why yeah. I enjoy doing stuff like that. But let's get into comedy, man. Uh, how's 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 things with comedy going for you? Like, how, how when did you start? How did you start in comedy? Dude, we so we started the same month, right? So what are we? What are we like? Two two years and three months two, in two years and some months. Do we even count Corona? Do we no, count Corona time? Is there about two years? <laughs> two years. Yeah, we're two years in, and so, um, dude. And you started here in San Antonio. Uh huh. And okay. and I pretty much started. I think this is how most people do, where they they get really into it, like just as a fan of comedy, where they're you're mm-hmm. watching everything on netflix you've been watching since you're a kid on like comedy central or so um and then you just one day you you see like the club and you're like man i see that place all the time i should check it out you drive there and and it's just an open mic and everybody sucks and you (laughs) and you've been funny more or less your whole life you know all your buddies have told you you're funny um yeah you you've had a circle that's done nothing but praise you and then you go on stage and then you get humbled immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then 
you know, after a month or so, you got a little bit, and then it just, like, it inches forward. So that was more or less me. I saw how bad people were, uh, open micers were, and I thought I could do it, and then uh, turns out that, you know, we're all at that level at one point. How many open mics did you go to before you actually signed up? Two. Two? And that was enough uh, to give convince you that like oh man i could fucking do this <laughs> yeah dude i so there's headliners in the city i watched do open mic and i was like mm-hmm. oh that person was pretty funny and that was yeah. like the most of it but i was convinced after two open mics that i'd be the funniest person in the room yeah i'm like easy yeah. easy peasy you be- have to have that confidence you have to convince yourself or else you're never gonna get on that stage you yeah. have to convince yourself I fucking got this shit. I'm going to fucking kill it. And, uh, and it's hardly ever true. It's hardly ever true. <laughs> I, I do think about that, right? Like if I went to LOL and like I was super into it and I watched people crush it and mm-hmm. like just every mic up there, like if I, maybe if I started like the tiger, so, and that was the first time watching comedy, uh, mm-hmm. live comedy. And I saw people crush it. Would I have the confidence to be like, Oh, I can do that. Because I always yeah. put comedians on a pedestal. I really did. I, I idolize mm-hmm. comedians. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then kind of seeing them drop down to like what I view as like less than what, what I can do was mm-hmm. like what gave me the confidence to get up there. Yeah. What 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 made you want to start? I mean, you, you mentioned like you watch Comedy Central, Netflix, and all that stuff. What made you say, hey, let me check out the local comedy scene here? Like what, what was that, that ah moment type of thing? So when I was in college, I did um, I did a charity, the, like a video game charity uh, thing, mm-hmm. and the people that helped promote it uh, was actually Larry Garza in that public access, like Comedy A Go Go. Oh wow! And yeah, I had a buddy at a Corpus that said, "Hey, you're out of San Antonio, you should do a podcast with these guys." And he gave me the mm-hmm. the number for for Larry Garza and Jess Castro. And I mm-hmm. sent them both an email like, "Hey, we're uh, do we're like doing a non for profit, uh, you know, charity thing. Wondered if maybe uh, we can kind of promote on your pod." And they had us on, and easily it was the most fun I had doing anything in like two years. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, and it's still out there. Like you, you guys can listen to it. But we talked about you know just everything. It wasn't we talked about our promotion and after that just had a great time Beside, yeah. besides that. And that was before they did it live, right? Like in a live audience. Mm-hmm. And those guys were so funny. They were telling me, they're like, Hey, you guys are unbelievably funny. I'm surprised y'all aren't comedians. Like, you know, you, you guys have really great senses of humor. Yeah. Uh, you all should check us out at the blind tiger, you know, LOL. And it's like about three months later, I was like, you know what? I'll go there. Maybe I'll see them. And that was kind of like one of the the entry points, I think. That's cool, man. That's that's kind of like a small world type of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you meet these you meet these guys accidentally, and then like you become like kind of friends with them, tiger 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 buddies with them, and all that stuff. But what what bums me out is I in my head I was like, dude, those are the first people we we met in San Antonio comedy. This might be one of the best scenes. In the world. Oh, yeah. And I was so <laughs> bummed. I was so disappointed. Oh, yeah. I was like, what happened? I didn't yeah. realize that that was like, we were on Mount Rushmore, like as far as yeah. like, what San Antonio comedy offers. 
Yeah, that's that that could be a shock. I get that for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like, I, I love the local scene, but uh, it's 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 kind of rough, man. It is kind of rough for sure. Yeah. Uh, who are some of your your favorites? Who are some of your influences in comedy? It changes so much, right? Like, yeah. So, I'm sure you can attest to this. Like, right after I go, you can tell me. I'm curious. But when I started, I was so top shelf. It was like. I like Chappelle. I like um, Eddie Murphy. I like Chris Rock. I like Louis. I like Tom Segura. And now, now that I'm actually in comedy, sure those guys are like cemented, ever, like greatest. Yeah, I love those. I love if you're out of New York, I probably love your comedy. Mark yeah. Norman, Sam Morrill, um, Morrell, uh, Andrew Schultz. That dude. That dude might be my favorite right now. But I also yeah. love like Theo Vaughn and uh, you know. Andrew Santino, like I think those guys are heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. So any anybody that you kind of like uh, inspired, not inspired, but like kind of like your style, like you kind of like you want to like not follow in their footsteps, not copy them too much, but anybody that you're like, like you like to lean towards that style because they're like like music. There's all these kind of subgenres and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So with with comedy, like, are you like a very like, what is your comedy style based on the influences that you have, I guess? I wanted to be Theo Vaughn. When I first started watching him, I legit, yeah. like, I was like, man, I love, this guy has a lot of similarities to me, like, right off the rip, I think. Like, he makes up words. Like, that's kind of like. Yeah, that's uh, one of my favorite things about you, man. You say the most ridiculous stuff. Like, the, you need, a, a, a distor- like, a glossary of <laughs> things that you say. Because you just combine words or phrases. Or, like, what does that even mean? You're like. Uh, it, it is what it is, man. It just makes it. it it's. I said it. Come on, I man. said what I said. Why you gotta ask me what speckle decker means? <laughs> yeah, I said what I said. It's funny, right? It's so, funny, right? <laughs> so I, I love that stuff. And then, um, yeah, I want. I wanted to be Theo for a long time. Obviously, Dave is like the guy that I, I've seen him probably more than like any professional comedian. I'll, yeah. I'll chase him around Texas when he when he shows up. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, now now it's kind of nice because I I don't care as much about trying to like copy other people. Now I can just enjoy comedy because I'm like I almost I'm I haven't found like what I want to be as a comedian or my voice, but I like what I do right now. So it's like I don't mm-hmm. I don't feel the need to be like I should lean more towards how this guy does it. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, that was kind of a dumb question, I guess. Like I just wanted to see like where you were at as far as like your style like kind of not mirroring but just kind of like picking from different pockets to, mm-hmm. to make your your style and all that stuff um so yeah why do you think and 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 uh i mean this is the the moment where you go into like pretend, pretentious mode and not just you this is like just a question that like oh if you answer this you're so pretentious uh but why do you think comedy doing comedy is important to you are important in general it so i guess i can answer this two ways right so it's important to me because i'm an addict right like i'm addicted to comedy Mm -hmm. going up on stage doing well you can attest to this that's a great feeling it's a drug it is a great feeling do you ever have a better like night than whenever you've like you know for your standard had a great set you're just like man I'm set for the week, right? Like, yeah, nothing can really knock me down until your next bad show. But, uh, mm-hmm. 
so that so out of it it's selfish right like it's mm-hmm. fun and it's exhilarating you know you get your drug out of it uh it's important because dude who doesn't like to laugh right like it's it's like pretty much making a movie like you you're you're basically like a, a theater you're just making art i know you're addicted to comedy too though man we like, we've all been there yeah man i get it's just it's it's so fun man and like i've always needed to have an outlet you know whether it was from like with music and 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 doing podcasts and then the, it was comedy mm-hmm. it's so it's so it's so crazy that i just went away with this whole pandemic thing and now we're just like it's coming back but it's just gonna be so weird just to get back into it like just to start back at the starting line again are you um, nervous no well i'm more nervous about crowds than i am about getting back on stage mm. i would love there's so many shows coming into town um or that have already started coming through town that i would love to go check out but i'm just like not ready for crowds and stuff um yeah i don't know man but you know i think i think as soon as the initial wave goes away this whatever's going through like that covid it's it's gonna go through right it's gonna it's gonna run through and hopefully burn out or if not then it's like it'll be treated you know more like a flu where it's like yeah it's very treatable yeah but uh i mean you shouldn't be worried i mean you're a pretty healthy guy you're young you're healthy Mm -hmm. you do yoga yeah so that that should beat off the rona on its own i'll beat off the rona any day (laughs) (laughs) uh what are some of your short-term goals for comedy short-term long-term what are some of the things you want to accomplish in the next months, years? Yeah, I'm so I'm actually in a good situation right now. So uh, my my goal for the year was I wanted to do comedy in a different city, and mm-hmm. I'm in Houston right now. Like um, I'm actually waiting for an email to see if I can make an open mic tonight, but uh, I doubt it's going to happen. It's kind of a long shot today, but oh no, yeah. Um, Sometime this week, I'm going to hit my first uh, open mic since, uh, you know, since March. Yeah, man, that's a long time. That's such a long time. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's not and that's not the terms that I wanted to, like, come to a new city and try. Like, I wanted yeah. to be sharp. And um, you know how, like, when you hit comedy and you're like, I did it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. By Friday, you're a beast. Like, you, yeah. you and you feel good about it. Like, you go on, you're yeah. like, you know, even if the audience isn't really feeling me. I have the confidence to like deliver um, mm-hmm. th- a three month break is not the kind of like delivery that I'm like excited for. Yeah. So I'm going to get there and I'm going to do everything I said I wouldn't do where I was going to be like, I'm going to hit the stage and I'm going to try all new stuff. I have nothing to lose. I'm like, no, I want them to like me. <laughs> nah. Yeah. I get that. I get that. It's it's tough to get back into it because like I know like you would be on a different mindset if you were like if you were going 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 and like oh okay now I'm gonna check out another scene in another town mm-hmm. and that but you're still on that on that fucking wave mm-hmm. now you gotta ramp up in a new spot and it's gonna be kind of it's gonna be kind of hard man I, I'm like go out there man like just fucking do it I mean I think it's fucking awesome Houston is a fucking huge spot. Uh, a lot of people on the outside, New York, California, always put like a, a, a shine, a light shine on, on Houston and the, the comedy scene that they have there, man. 
Uh, so yeah, any chance you you get, uh, go out there and fucking do that, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I think it'd be fucking great for you. Uh, so hypothetically, just say hypothetically, you weren't focused on comedy. You weren't like, cause it's a lot of time. I don't think a lot of people understand the people that really want to do this with comedy as an open micer to be good. You have to like put the time in, you have to put the work in. A lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people don't do that. Okay. So for you, if you had to focus on anything else but comedy, hypothetically, and you can have fun with it, it could be silly, it don't matter, mm-hmm. what what would you be focusing on? What would your life be about if there was no comedy for you? Dude, I don't know, because I still want to be creative. So it's like, I'm thinking I might want to be like an animator where I can like draw cartoons. Yeah. Um, that, to me, that sounds so much fun. Like I, I get on it and I'll be absorbed where I, I sit down I'm there for eight hours I want to make something um, yeah otherwise dude you I'll be like at lifetime fitness trying to be the best ever like pickup basketball player <laughs> yeah oh, easy easy dude I got a jump shot that's so wet <laughs> so yeah. wet uh, so how, how is the animation uh, animation coming I know that you started working on that uh, when the whole uh quarantine started off are you getting you getting deeper to that like you're getting better putting stuff together yeah uh so i i am competent in it is what i'll say like i kind of know what to do and like kind of if i have like an idea i can do it it's just yeah do i have the time or like the energy to do it more than anything but it's been kind of yeah. cool like i posted one thing of a sperm hitting a punching bag and i got 10 people who messaged me saying, this is super awesome. Would you do something for me? Like I'll do a little, like I'm willing to pay. And I was like, it wasn't, oh, wow. it wasn't even that good. So I was like, man, maybe I should get good at this. Like, cause that was a lot yeah. of fun to make. Yeah. How long did that little short, like how long was it? And how long did it take you to make it? it took me, it was about four seconds long and it took me about three hours. But, Yikes. but so here's the thing is, once you it's like it's like the little stuff takes the long time the actual uh-huh. drawing it no time at all and like the movements take a little while but um one i'd say like the idea and like uh actually knowing what you want to do takes the longest time yeah that's cool man okay another hypothetical uh if you could go back to the high school senior to you as a high school senior, knowing everything that you know, that you've learned throughout the years, knowing everything that you know today, mm-hmm. what advice would you give that guy knowing that he's going to take that further or to the future, I guess? Dude, I'd be bad because I still have the addict mind where I'd then like start comedy earlier, right? <laughs> where I'd, be, yeah. I'd get myself addicted quicker so that I'd be like <laughs> better. Start right now. Start right now. Dude, you don't need college. <laughs> Why do you need college? <laughs> that would be amazing, dude. That would be amazing. I could already imagine. Because like you hear those stories about comics that started mm-hmm. 14, 15, mm-hmm. 16, fucking putting on a special at 18 19 20 it was like what the fuck that shit's insane that's the thing is like when i heard that like eddie murphy put out raw and delirious at 22 i'm like dude fuck jesus. that guy <laughs> jesus 
Like those were like good, man. And then at twenty, but he was. I think not, he was like tw- twenty one, twenty something like that. Yeah, eight years. But he in started already, like though. you know, yeah. if you start at thirteen or fourteen, and you put those years in, which you don't, you wouldn't think that those years are like you have the life experience to really like work with. But yeah. at the same time, if you think about it, that's when your brain is the best to absorb new information. So it's like you find out what's funny quicker. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was all. They're all silly stories. Uh, mm-hmm. The delivery was on point. The characters were fucking funny. I mean, it's just, it's very fucking. It, it was mind blowing if you think about it. But at the same time, I mean, like if he was doing that for like eight years in, he knew exactly what he was doing. Just because he was young doesn't mean that he didn't know what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a that's a great example. So yeah, you would tell your your high school kid. Fucking start comedy now. Start comedy now. <laughs> you don't need college. Dude, what's money? <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm sitting here nice with a good salary. <laughs> and I just ruined this kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, he I struggle. Put a- you hear about all, you hear about all like all the struggles that they gotta do, man. It's like a, it's a punk rock lifestyle. You gotta fucking sleep on floors and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just get like that stage time. He's like, What about you? Like, and I'm like, I got it too good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I my my therapist asked me that question, like if if your childhood self saw who you were today, what do you think would happen? And I was like, that's such a shitty thing to do to me, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I pay you for this shit? Fuck you. <laughs> but I was like, oh, that would be a funny hypothetical if it wasn't so sad. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I got to ruin my life and my life at 18? <laughs> yeah. Cause like yeah, he he just he just went about it wrong. He's like, what if the the little kid that you knew back then saw who you were today? I was like, no, nah, that's not funny. Make me go back and tell that kid, hey, fucking, start comedy. <laughs> <gasps> that's great, uh, dude. Cool, dude. This was fun. Uh, I'm I I like this. I like hearing your stories and stuff. We didn't get into the whole grass eating stuff. So next time when you come on, you gotta give me some of those grass eating stories and shit. Yeah, because you have some ridiculous stories from your past and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully some some days those those will be on stage. You could make those into bits. Uh, because it's fucking funny mm-hmm. stuff to share. No, man, dude. Uh, thanks so much for for putting us on here. Um. I'm sure I'm sure we're going to do something. If anything, we can do uh now that we're all set up with an actual setup instead of just working in like earbuds. I think yeah. I think we got everything we need to, you know, actually have like some, you know, round table podcast too. Yeah, man, that'll be a lot of fun and uh hopefully like uh people will start uh meeting up with people again. Mm-hmm. Uh so how, so how are you on that? Do do, you, do are you cool with going out? Are you cool with people? Are you cool being in crowds? Yeah, no, I mean I I haven't I haven't really been out so much, but mentally like it sucks, but like in my head it's almost over, right? Yeah, I'm trying to convince myself of that too. Like it's done. Um I think, mm-hmm. you know. And it's it's the numbers are going up, but it's such a small amount and like they're like older people and people like already like uh with uh pre pre existing conditions mm-hmm. that it's that it's happening to. I don't know, man. I'm hoping I'm hoping not to get sick, but I'm I'm getting real tired of the whole quarantine life. I need to get out mm-hmm. eventually. Mm-hmm. 
but uh so cool man uh once again plug social media how can people find you yeah um twitter uh justin o byers uh and then instagram justin byers uh and i'm what i'm really excited to do is i'm going to put out a youtube channel where i can start putting some you know ideas some animations some skits out there um one thing that i was really noticing now that i'm in houston and trying to like get on shows i was like i really don't have footage of me i have yeah i have a lot of audio uh that i'm really proud of uh but i I haven't put it to anything and so it's harder to get someone to be like yeah no just listen to this audio file than to be like here i could send you a clip it just i I think i really want to make a big uh push into you know committing to being a you know stand-up comedian that is proud of his stuff Awesome, man. Uh, again, thanks for doing this. Best of luck out there, man. You fucking got to kill it out there. Uh, how long are you supposed to be up there? Just a, a, It looks like it's going to be about a month, right? And then, oh, okay. then I'm going to head to San Antonio for a little bit. Uh, I haven't been to my apartment in two months. So, you know, if it's ransacked, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> but so I'll be I'll be in San Antonio It'll, in the minimum a month. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to stay in Houston for another month after. Uh, we're just kind of playing it by ear. Cool, man. Well, best of luck on it and everything. Uh, thanks for doing this. And I will see you all next time. Take it easy, brother. Laters. Thank you.